Okay, we are in Sefer Malachim, Perik Yud Gimel, Pasuk Yud Al, Venovi Echad Zakain Yoshev Beis El. And I should include the fact that today is our second day of podcast, and it would be remiss not to thank our chief engineer and uh, administrator, Danny Agus, for all the work he's put into making this a, a podcast venue as well. And of course, the Gavur Shul for their invaluable assistance. The Gavur Shul, of course, is located in the heart of the financial center in Lower Manhattan, and we thank them profusely for everything they have done for us. So now, we saw yesterday, in the beginning of Perik Yud Gimel, that a Navi comes. The Navi's name is Ido. He has the honorific as well of being called an Ishelo Kim. And he confronts the evil Yerubam ben Nevat standing right on the Mizbeach at Beis El, offering the Ketores, no less, the incense, which is a function of the Kohen Gadol. And he confronts him there, Ido. And he does a three-part prophecy. One, there will be a king of Yoshiyahu that is going to smash these bummos. He's going to reinter all the people that participated, the fake Kohanim, and the people who have worshipped Abu Zara, and by inference, Yerubim himself, and place their bones, their atzamos, on top of the Mizbeach and burn them. You didn't do that unless, of course, animals were burnt on them. But he is going to do this. We see, uh, we will see that Yoshio is 300 years away. He gives him the name. He tells him exactly what he's going to do. Then, for the present, Edo tells Yerubim, I will make this bummer, the Kaddish Baruch will split this bummer in half, the ashes will fall to the side, it will be destroyed, and Yerobam, in order to throw him out or to restrain him, stretches his hand out, his hand freezes, withers, gets paralyzed, cannot be withdrawn back in, he turns to Edo the Nubi and begs him to pray to the Kaddish Baruch to reverse this, which Edo does. So now, Yerobam, in a burst of camaraderie, asks Edo to come back with him to his palace, have a meal with him, drink with him, and he will give him lavish gifts and send him on his way. Edo is vehement in refusing because that too is part of the Nabua. You are not to eat, drink, stay at this man's house. You're not even allowed, says the Kodesh Baruch when he gave him the Nabua, to go back on the same path from Beisel back to Yehuda. It's as if you were never there in what's that terror. What's the significance of that, of not going on the same path? That, it, that the city is just so tummy that it's just, it doesn't exist. The path does not exist to Basel. Of course it does, but it's a symbolic refusal to, to use the same path you went on. Now, a darker, bizarre tale, or a dark, bizarre tale that we've had up to very puzzling, gets more dark, more bizarre, and more puzzling with Yudal. Pasuk Yudal. The Navi Echad Zakein, there is an old man, a Navi, 
uh, he is called a Navi if you read that first Rashi who makes no equivocation about it. Navi Hasheker. He is a Navi Hasheker. He lives in Beisel. And his children come back to him. They come back. It's already out on the streets, this confrontation between Edo and Yerobam. And they come back in wonderment at the story. And they tell their father this Nabi Shekhar. Um, he is a Navi Shekhar by the consensus of most Meforshim, with the exception of one, the Abarbanel, who says he is not a Navi Shekhar, and we are going to see in a very few second that he may is a perfectly legitimate Navi. Navi Shekhar is a false prophet? Exactly, exactly. And of course, as we saw, the details, the specificity that Edo gives Yeroham as to who he is, and remember, this isn't going to happen until 300 years have passed. Hoshia, Yoshia is the 17th in line of the Malchus David. He gives him every single detail. So now, um, when the father hears this, which way did he go? They show him the path. The Ishelokim, of course, is Edo, who came from Yehuda, is now going back from Beisel. And he says to his sons, Saddle my donkey, and he rides on it. He follows him, he finds him sitting under a tree, resting. Are you the man that came from Yehuda? He says, Yes, it is I. Come to my house and eat bread with me. He has that part of his Nebuah, he does. I cannot. I cannot to go with you. I will not eat bread. In this place. It is in a cursed place, Israel. I will not. It is under the orders of, of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, in my Nebuah. He explains it. He explains it. The three elements. You are not to eat there, drink there, and take the same path back to Yehuda. And now this Navi, and we're going to have to refer to him for the time being, as the Navi Shekhar. Vayomerlo, Gamani Navi Kamocha. I am a Navi just like you. Umalach Dibere Lai, and Umalach spoke to me, Dvar Hashem, with the words of the Kodesh Baruch Hu, Leymar, Hashivehu Itcha El Beischa, return him to your house, Vyocha Lechem, Vyeshmayim, he will have bread, Drink water, kichesh He's lying. That's what the Navi is saying. Kichesh This is an absurd, bald-faced lie by this Navi Shekhar. So why is he doing that? Well, he's not a Navi. So he's doing it 
out of bad motivation. He is just trying to disrupt it. He's doing it because he can to mislead the man. At the same time, Abarbanel, who defends this Zakane from Basel, says no. What he is telling him is that um, he is that vow that he made not to eat at the man's is talking about Yeruvam, but he feels a compassion for him that he's without food, he's without drink, he's got a long journey back to Yehuda. It is compassionate of him. Um, and Ido listens to him. And he has food and water. And they're sitting at the table together. Now it gets even more bizarre. And now the word comes to the Kodesh Baruch Hu, to that Navi that we have been referring to and still refer to as a Navi Sheker. Well, how could he get the words of the Kodesh Baruch Hu? How could he get a Nebuah? And that's the question. And our Barbanel says he is getting this Nebuah for the purpose, for the reason, of course, on the basis of his Hachnosas Orchim. In other words, the high priority mitzvah of Hafnosach's Orchim now renders him fit to receive a prophecy. So the prophecy is not a very good one. By the way, what would even make Ido think that even if he was a Navi, can one Navi come to another person and now overturn the words given to the Navi? And the answer is maybe yes and no. The example given is Abraham. He is commanded to take his son Yitzchak to be sacrificed. And then at the moment he is about to kill him, a voice appears, a Malach appears and says, do not put forth your hand on this child, do not kill him. And so that is what Edo could be thinking that yes, there's a legitimate reversal history, but there isn't. Because as the Mephorshim show, nowhere in the command, the original command of the Kodesh Baruch Hu to Avraham, does he say, kill him, slaughter him. He just says he's to be taken to this place where there may be a sacrifice. So now when the Malach comes, he is expanding what he said, and he's saying, do not kill him. It is not an exact reversal. So he's on the wrong track if he thinks there's a history of this. So, now he's going to give him this zokin, a prophecy that is terrifying. This is what the Kodesh Baruch Hu said. Because you did not obey my original mitzvah, not to eat, not to drink, not to go away into someone's house, you went back, you had bread, where I told you not to, your body, your, when you die, will not be buried in the ancestral plot of your fathers. 
terrible nevuah. And he is giving him the nevuah after he diverted him. He's telling him the Kaddish Baruch just now appeared to me and said the following. After they finished, he himself, the Navi Sheker, saddles the Navi Emes's donkey. And on his way back, soon after he leaves, he encounters a lion. The lion eats him, consumes him. His body is not mutilated in any way. It is lying on the road. And the donkey miraculously is standing there. And the lion does nothing further with the man's body, nor does he bother Equally miraculously, the donkey. They're standing there in some sort of tableau. People go by by Yeruas on the veil. They see the body cast on the robe as the lion as if standing sentry on the body. They come to the city and they say, where the old Navi resides. He hears what they're telling him. That is the Navi who um, rebelled against what the Kaddish Baruch Hu said. He had given them over to a lion. And he kills them. According to the prophecy that he had gotten, he'd gotten it from this Navi Zakin. Now, by the Navi Zakin, or Navi Sheker, if you will, tells his son, which they do, he comes upon the body lying in the road, the Chamor, the lion, Omdir Meitzel Hanavela, standing there. Lo Ochal Ha'aryeh Hanavela. The lion does not consume the body. The Lo Shofar Es Hachamor does not attack the donkey. Vayisa Hanavi Es Nevelas Ishelokim. He picks up, takes the body up, and Yenachayu Hachamor puts him across the donkey. Vayishavehu Vayavo El Ir Hanavi Hasarkein Lispod Lekavro. He brings him back to Basel, where he eulogizes him and buries him. He puts this Navi Emes in his ancestral grave, him. He mourns him in terrible bereavement. And of course, he may feel his terrible sense of guilt. He did it. He created the situation. After he's buried him, he tells his sons, When my turn comes, bury me in that same group of Kvarim uh, that he is in. Next to my bones shall put his bones. So, what are we doing here? Remember the prophecy that the Atzmos 
of those, the bones of everyone who participated in the terrible Avodah Zarah of the time of Yeravim will be reinterred and their bones will be put on the altar. He is protecting himself when the time comes because if his bones are with this guy's bones, they are not going to be put on the altar. Um, when the prophecy is fulfilled, and all the bummos that are in the city of Samaria. Interestingly, there are no bummos now in the city of Samaria, but under the prophecy, we will see in the time of Yoshio, there are in fact many of them. After all this, he doesn't return. It hasn't made a dent. The miracles, the prophecies, the events, nothing registers with him. The false, bogus prophets come back. And new ones and now continue with their bamos. So there's a constant regeneration of these Navim. Remember, we had learned that he, uh, the Navim refused to go along with Yeravim and are therefore abolished. It is a terrible sin of Yeravim. And they will be wiped and destroyed from the face of the earth. Let me conclude by going ahead to Chaf Gimel in Malachim Bays. 300 years later, Yoshio is now king. And it said, "Vegamis hamizbeach asher bebeis el habama asher asoy yeravim ben nevat asher hetias Yisrael gamis hamizbeach ahuves habama." He takes this bama Yoshia and just forbade him to the prophecy, breaks it by Yisrofes habama hadakla upper besorach asher. He burns the asheros. He burns the bama. He burns the the. Um, Dust he throws over the side. By Yifin Yoshiyahu, he looks around. By Yaris Hakfarim Asher Shambahar. By Yishlach, by Yikach, he sees the graves. As at Samos, he takes the bones. Minakfarim, by Yisrof Alhamizbeah, by Yitamehu Gidbar Hashem, Asher Kora, Ishelohim. Exactly like this prophecy to the Ishelohim, 300 years, Asher Kora Sadrim Raela. By Yoma, what is this marker on this grave? By we love on here, the citizens tell him, This is the grave of Edo, who came to Yehuda. And prophesied the very things you just did at Beisel. Ish no one should touch his bones by and which came from Shamron, referring to the Navi Shekhar. Um, In other words, he fulfills the prophecy verbatim, makes uh, the bones of the um, Navi Ms Edo are saved, as is the bones of the Navi Sheker, who condemned Edo to that fate. 
So now we will see the beginning of the fall of the house of Yeruvah in most dramatic fashion, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow. Adkan.